Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant, the regional manager, Corrigan, joined, as always, by Andrew, assistant to the regional manager, Dobius, and Brendan the Temp, Pika. How's it hanging? I'm doing good. It's it's amazing. I'm getting these references, man. Having a good time. I'm... I, I love the reference this week. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm going to hope everybody who's listening knows what it is. Yeah. But for the people who don't, it is getting a little Dunder mifflin in here. There it is. Because the tie-in was The Office. It's the Office. And I am fittingly the yes. regional manager. The, the enti- yeah. It just makes sense. <laughs> the entire time that you were... That that you were saying the uh, the nicknames, I was just sitting here like, yes, I know this yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it makes sense because you were just like it. Michael Scott. So that's true. He is my, my spirit animal. Yeah. Today we have our Week Twelve recap for fantasy football. Um, I want to get this out of the way as quickly as possible. Andrew won the yeah. Precog Prediction Series for Week yeah, Eleven, or Week Twelve, and I guess Week Eleven too, which hurts even more. Uh-huh. He leads the series four to two, but moving past that because that hurts my heart. Running out of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating. <laughs> so. I got victimized by a couple people this week mm-hmm. uh, that I played against. And Andrew, I wanted to ask you, was there anybody who hurt you personally this week? Yeah. Uh, the Jarvis Landry Baker Mayfield duo. That <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that would have been a tough one to go up against. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, fun. I got, uh, I got Lamard uh, and Jarvis Landry just, yeah. And that was a bittersweet because you might recall he was one of my, yays of last week and he was the one i was most excited for and he yayed all over my face he so did. that was that was a rough one yeah, same thing uh, for baker we really <laughs> we thought he was gonna have a really good game and he did yeah, he delivered the goods yeah on the flip side was there anybody who you were really excited about who was your hero this week well my hero was lamar jackson for sure i, I got him in three out of the four leagues so i won every league that i got lamar jackson in so he's, yeah, he's you been and everybody hero. else who has lamar jackson yeah he's been a hero for me season long so yeah he is one of those it's just hard to fully comprehend how good he was yeah and i feel like so he's doing way better than patrick mahomes did last year mm-hmm. but I feel like he doesn't. He's not getting the same hype that Mahomes had last no, year. So. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I I did some research on Lamar Jackson. Not a lot of research, but I I, I looked to see <laughs> barely um, if he was a running back. If we just sort by total yards, total rushing yards, he would be the ninth best running wow. back <laughs> in rushing yards, and then he would be in tied for tenth in touchdowns. That's wild. But uh, yeah, that is the world we live in. He is the mm-hmm. human cheat code. And I want to give a shout out to Devonte Adams. He scored his first touchdown of 2019. Oh, jeez, 12, 12 weeks too late, but I appreciate you, buddy. Our first game we are going to recap today is the Miami Dolphins. Who do you have it on here as they beat the Cleveland Browns? No, I got 24-41 to the Browns. On mine, it says 21 points for the Browns, which oh, is wrong. It's a technical difficulty on technical your end. Technical difficulties. But the important thing is that Browns destroyed the Dolphins. Yeah. We were hoping for a big week from the Browns, and they delivered. Starting with Baker Mayfield, huge day, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, Finally. an interception. Yeah, good Lord. Once again, 12 weeks too late. This is the Baker we thought we were getting, and all it took was the Dolphins' defense to get it there. The real question moving forward is, 
can he keep up this production? He has a really good rest of season schedule, and he might be a really good, uh, I guess, playoff push quarterback. If you've been streaming yeah. up to this point, he might be somebody that can bring you to the fantasy football holy land. His remaining schedule, let me just pull it up here. It's he's, easy. He has Pittsburgh this week. That's not as great. But well, after that, he, he has... He put up good points week 11 against Pittsburgh, second best game of the year for him. So Yeah, yeah, and... Truly, he could probably do that again. And honestly, I think he's getting his mojo back, so I think Uh he could. But after Pittsburgh this week, he has Cincinnati and Arizona. Those are very friendly. Um, So I think he is absolutely, you know, capable of being a savior for your fantasy team moving forward. If you don't have Lamar Jackson, if you, you know, don't have these studs, Baker could get it done. And it might feel gross, but there's no reason he shouldn't he's got all the weapons in the world and some of those weapons include jarvis landry the aforementioned player who you know i was excited for and he hurt me personally he broke out 10 receptions for 148 yards two touchdowns he is just getting heavily targeted and he's really making a lot happen this is his fourth straight game with at least one touchdown Oh my, that's five touchdowns in the last four games. He's been, in the last four weeks, he's been the number one wide receiver. Yeah, and that's, that that one kind of came out of left field for me. I wasn't really projecting that. So, you know, that's, I have to admit when I was wrong, I was wrong on Landry. You know, I was happy to see Odell Beckham Jr. show up for once. Six receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown. You're not complaining about the stat line, but you certainly feel like an idiot when you drafted Odell Beckham Jr. high and Jarvis Landry way low. Yeah. <laughs> Not way low, but way lower than you got Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. You know, eighth round. Yeah, that's that's kind of the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin split. But uh, oh, yeah, that's a good way yeah, to look at man. it. Yeah, um, man. I'd be excited if I had the Browns players. You know, you were kind of roughing through it for a while for a lot of the season, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's finally all coming together. Uh, on the ground game, Nick Chubb was a stud once again. 106 yards on the ground, almost 60 yards receiving in the touchdown. Kareem Hunt continues to be a thorn in the side of Nick Chubb, but it, it seems like there's enough production here to go around. I don't know how much of that is the Dolphins versus w- w- what this Browns offense can do on the right. Yeah, it's it's weird to me that that uh Kareem Hunt is still doing a good job and still allowing Nick Chubb to have a solid game. <laughs> but, you know, they they both are putting up decent fantasy numbers. I mean, Kareem Hunt's definitely a, a PPR player um, and Nick Chubb just standard. But I, if you're in a PPR, half-point PPR, I like both of them. Yeah, no, I, I'm, you're definitely higher in Kareem Hunt than I am. I think that's just going to be... Yeah. That's going to be how it goes. That's going to be a difference between us. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's flex worthy for sure in this offense. Granted, they don't play the Dolphins every week. But after Pittsburgh facing uh, Cincinnati and Arizona, those are some oh, pretty good man. matchups. Like so I'm that. a fan of that. Um, I do also want to bring up David Njoku uh, just got back from IR. He didn't play in this game. He is projected to play this next week. Uh, but he's not somebody I'm interested in. I think it's too far into the season to take that risk. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, over to the Dolphins' side of the ball, Kalen Balage. he Ugh. is what we thought he was. Seven carries for 13 yards, one reception for 13 yards. Hashtag bad at football. Um, Are we done with him yet? I, I mean, honestly, I don't think I started with him. You know, well, he's... There was a little hope that we had. We're like, he's oh, got there was the hope, but we weren't starting him. Yeah. Um, no, he is just an absolute travesty. You know, for people who have not met Andrew... 
Andrew, you're about what 98 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I think you it's could like run as effectively as Kalen Balage, and that's both a compliment to you and yeah. a diss to Balage. I mean, I did play middle school football. Oh so, my god! You yeah, know, that's that's I'm true. Talented. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the only other... I actually was 98 pounds. <laughs> Uh, I think the only other person worth mentioning is Devontae Parker. Six receptions for 91 yards. Not a spectacular stat line, um, but, you know, that's serviceable in a PPR yeah. league or even a half point. You know, that, that's a fine stat line. Um, he continues to get it done with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, I think I think Parker is a wide receiver three flex option moving forward. He just yeah. gets it done week in, week out, regardless of the matchup. I agree. Parker time is now... Anything else from this game you feel the need to go over again? Yeah, I just want to talk about Kalen Balazs' next uh, opponents. He's got Philadelphia next, who are great against the run, and then the Jets, who are amazing against the run. So I'm done with Kalen Balazs, basically. Here's, you know, now that you say that, that's a really good point. If I'm rostering Kalen Balazs, you know, when you pick him up, you're hoping for that upside. It is clearly not there, and... I think you have to be crazy to start him in the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to drop him for a backup running back. Me Even too. if it's not a backup running back I have. <laughs> you know, yeah. I pick up Gus Edwards or Troy Pollard. Yeah, so, Gus Edwards yeah. Are looking good. Yeah, so great point. Glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in playoffs. So, you know, I think you're at the point where he's not going to have any upside. You've already seen enough from him. Yeah. I think you can drop anything. him. Make an upside play and or protect yourself or play defenses. You know, we mentioned a couple times, look at the defensive matchups two weeks in advance so you can avoid kind of the rush there at the end. The next game we have to recap is the Detroit Lions who fell to the mighty, mighty Washington Redskins. They still can't get a win. Yeah, no, it's it must be hard to be a Lions fan. I, I am it was gonna be this week, man. Very, very blessed to have been born in Wisconsin and yeah. not Detroit. Um, yeah, starting with the Lions players, just a really sad day in general. Uh, Driscoll, it was not Driscoll time. He struggled. Uh-huh. Bo Scarborough, you know, he didn't score a touchdown, which is too bad, but 18 carries for 98 yards on the ground. Um, you know, it was against the Redskins, so granted if they played an actual NFL team, he'd probably have more like 60 yards. But, you know, I think he's serviceable. Definitely like him more than Balage. And Absolutely, yeah. You know, depending on the matchup, I, I think he can be a, a flex. He's mm-hmm. got tough matchups coming up, so I wouldn't be all that excited oh, for gosh, him. But yeah. in a desperation, you know, you could do worse. Uh, Kenny Galladay let you down. You know, he was flirting with wide receiver one for a while, but with Stafford being out and Marvin Jones really eating into his target share, there's this... He's he's a roller coaster. I know during your Halloween episode, we were, or I guess I think I'm the one who was joking about him just being that roller coaster of high score, low score, high score, mm-hmm. low score. Um, yeah, it makes me nervous. This week he had 61 yards, and Marvin Jones didn't do all that much either. He had five receptions, but for only 46 yards. Um, are you particularly excited about either of these guys moving forward this season? Not at all. I'm, I'm looking at the next week's uh, matchups. They play Chicago and then Minnesota and then Tampa Bay. So <laughs> I, it, it doesn't make me excited about, I mean, the Tampa Bay game, maybe. Oh, and Vikings. Could, Vikings are so Vikings, bad in the secondary. Yeah, Vikings are not great in the secondary, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I just I don't have. I'm losing faith. I've very little faith now in Kenny Galladay at all. I am really looking forward to next year for this Detroit Lions offense and That's team what as they a whole. Say every year. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, over to the Washington side of the ball. Not a whole lot to break down. Uh, mm-hmm. Haskins, bless his heart. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but oh, you didn't see it. You were too busy to watch football this weekend. Yeah. Um, it was really funny. Watch. They were about to win the game, but they still had to do one more play to do victory formation to run out the clock. Haskins was taking selfies with fans. <laughs> So he's not even the one who finished out the game. He thought the game was over. Uh, huge rookie mistake. Um, but bless his heart, he won. Wow. He's happy about it. Congratulations, Dwayne Haskins. I feel like I'm going to be teasing you for years to come. So he didn't enjoy have the win. that good of a game either. I mean, 13 for 29, 156 yards, no touchdowns, and one no. interception. That, yeah, that was not a game. He did not that have that great of a game. Um, but... Congratulations once again. Darius yeah. Geis had 10 carries for 32 yards, one reception for six. He got burned if you started Geis. Um, you know, it's the Washington offense. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Geis is a talented player. You know, we we're really excited about him moving forward, but it's just not their year. This is a really good two teams to face each other because it's probably two of the saddest fan bases there are right now. Um, yeah, yeah, Terry McLaurin continues to be a spectacular athlete. Five receptions for 72 yards. Another player I'm very excited for moving forward. But with Dwayne Haskins, you know, you, you can't start him with confidence. Um, and even in a really good matchup against the Lions, you know, it's it's just not you don't feel good about it. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, that's really all there is to break down <laughs> with those it. guys. That game, that was a rough game. Here's the most shocking game of the week. Yeah. Oakland scored three total points, and the New York Jets crushed them with a total 34 points. It was the Jet show. Uh, as far as Oakland goes, Josh Jacobs had a huge, hugely bad week. 10 carries for 34 yards, one reception for two. He burned you. You know, you thought, yeah. I mean, everybody thought, not just you, me too. He was supposed to have a huge, huge week. Uh, the Jets mm-hmm. are a really not great defense. Um, they are pretty good against running backs, but Josh Jacobs was supposed to be at a level where that wouldn't matter. But no, it was a boat race, a boat race pretty early on. Um, Oakland couldn't even play catch up. They took Carr out of the game. They Wave the white flag. They cave up. So if you streamed uh, the car, I don't want to say I told you so. It was but a bad game for yeah. him. It yeah, no, really it was. That's Dwayne Haskins' numbers that he oh. put up: 127 yards and interception. Shots fired. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was rough for Carr. You know, when you play with fire, sometimes you get burned. Uh, sometimes the car crashes. But I'm nice. Yeah, Yeah, no, everyone stunk. Uh, Williams, Waller, Jacobs, Carr. There wasn't a single performer on this team that played well. Even Hunter Renfro, who I thought was going to be a pretty sneaky start. You know, he got hurt. He punctured a lung, which is uh, a good reason for leaving the game early. So I think this is a game to forget. I do think this Raiders team is much better than this game shows. It hurts. You definitely get a lump with it, but I think you roll with it. I think they do have a better rest of season than what they showed in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they they do have some tough matchups coming up, but I think that they're good enough to hopefully stay in it. 
Yeah, and they're in the playoff hunt. So I mean, that's yeah. it's realistic. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be pushing hard. They're not the Bengals, you know. They the Raiders still have something to play mm-hmm. for. Well, they uh, play the Chiefs next week, and if they beat the Chiefs somehow, uh, they're going to be tied. That's in, just crazy. in first place for the AFC West. Yeah, anything can happen any given Sunday. Over to the Jets side of the ball. Sam Darnold crushed it. He has been a very good stream these last couple weeks, and I think he will continue to be so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I wouldn't say disappoints, but he certainly doesn't help you in a major way. Uh, 12 carries for 49 yards, five receptions for 59 yards. He's been kind of a letdown this season. You know, he's he's been a roller coaster of how much work he's getting, how effective he is with those. Um, and then with Darnold getting hurt, it's kind of been a weird season for him. But yeah. he shows up fine this week. Jamison Crowder, you know, he wet the bed. Two receptions for 18 yards. He was on a, str- a really hot streak, but it came to a screeching halt this week against a pretty hapless defense. So for whatever that's worth, Robbie Anderson did break out finally. 86 yards and a touchdown. Happy to see that from Robbie. Do you think he can get it done next week? Uh, I mean, they're playing Kansas City next week. So I I really don't know. I don't expect numbers like this. Um, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Robbie Anderson to put him on my roster. Yeah, and I... I think I will correct you there. Um, I do not believe he is playing Kansas oh, City next Oakland. week. Yeah, yep. oh, they're yeah, playing Cincy. Yeah. He's playing Cincinnati. So I, I am actually, I'm relatively interested that in Robbie as a sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a big way. If you Just need like, a, yeah, a Hail Mary, mm-hmm. you know, I think Robbie Anderson would be a pretty solid play. This is a hot Jets team. Yeah, the Jets have not cooled off. So. I still like Crowder more than Anderson. Yeah, I, I like Crowder is- more as well. Um, and it, but I think he's more of an auto start than than Robbie is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's been Robbie's been pretty gross to start lately, but I think next week he can take a chance. Uh, and Ryan Griffin, three receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown. You called it. Whew, I was not feeling all that great about it. I was feeling like a big dummy, but fortunately he scored a touchdown. Has a serviceable fantasy football day. Yeah. Thank heavens for the touchdown. Very appreciative. Shout out to my boy. Uh, and I think he's a start next week as well. You know, the Bengals are terrible in every asset of the game. So, Ryan Griffin, I think you can fire up one more time. Agree, These two yeah. teams, other than the shocking upset, are there any other major takeaways? Um, Not, not really. I mean, we've named all the notable players. I'm not really interested in any other Jets receivers. Um other than Crowder Anderson. Um, not really, no. Yeah, no, I just hate the Raiders. So, yeah. enough said. I love the Raiders, man. <laughs> they still got a chance to make playoffs. They do. Now, I, this is just an example are, of why I don't like the Raiders. Yeah, they could do this to you. Next up, we have a disappointment bowl one more time. New York Giants lost to the Chicago Bears. Two teams whose seasons have fallen short. I'm going to start with the victory lap. I'm going to take on Saquon Barkley. 17 carries for 59 yards. Two receptions for one yard. What the hell is going on with Saquon Barkley? It's been been really annoying as a Barkley owner. That he just... I mean, it is against the Bears defense who are... Oh, still though. You drafted Barkley to be a demigod. You were expecting Hercules. It was. It was like you said. He should be on a on a level where that won't matter. Where matching up against a tough defense shouldn't matter because he's so good. 
but he has been he's been terrible the last couple of weeks ever since coming back from that injury he really hasn't done much yeah he's been anemic um yeah. so it's i that's been rough so i'm sorry if you were a barkley owner you have to start him no matter what he is just that talented but he's definitely not 100 um, percent. Mm. and you saw it in this game you know he's not the same effective barkley uh the good news is this team is headed in the right direction. Daniel Jones is a competent player. Um, he does still struggle, of course, but you know I think this Giants team can take a huge step forward next year. Um, mm-hmm. Darius Slayton was the number one wide receiver in this offense. Again. Four receptions for 67 yeah. yards. Got to love that connection with the rookies. Golden Tate scored a touchdown, thankfully. So he salvaged his day. Three receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Sterling Shepard came back. Uh, five receptions. So that's a great... I mean, that's... He is the most involved receiver. Uh, but his yardage was garbage. <laughs> garbage yardage. Nice. That, Whoa. Yeah, Just came up with that. I like it. Five receptions for 15 yards total. That's no bueno. That mm. is what I'm going to call garbage yardage. So, you know, moving forward, Sterling Shepard has shown really well this season when he's played and he's been healthy he's been a really good player you know i wouldn't say take a chance on him rest of season i think we're past that point where you'd want to do that um but i really like him as a player and i think he does help daniel jones uh, and his offense as a whole Uh, Mm -hmm. i mean do you feel differently about him rest of season um i like him more than i like slayton i think that just because this was his first game back they didn't push it as much as they could have uh i like golden tate over anyone on this team uh, and I said that at the beginning of the year, too. I think that Golden Tate finishes the best receiver for the Giants. Um, and I, I, I'm going to stand by that. I think that Golden Tate is the best right now. Interesting. So I, I think Sterling could be rosterable if you're short on receivers, but I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's startable yet. Yeah, I like Shepard more than Tate. Uh, I, I think he's just the better player. Um, and I think he is just kind of more that that type one – wide receiver one style player. Um, like you look at Kenny Galladay and you look at Golden Tate. Galladay mm-hmm. is a wide receiver one. You know, that's just his body type, his size, how he plays. Uh, Golden Tate, Cole Beasley, Randall Cobb, you know, they're more wide receiver twos. Yeah. So, you know, Golden Tate's having a, a great, great season with the Giants. Okay, maybe great's exaggerated. He's having a very serviceable season yeah, with the Giants. One of his better seasons. Yeah, I, th- I think rest of season, I like Shepard, uh, and especially going into next year, I like Shepard more. Uh, over to the Bears side of the ball, David Montgomery continues to let people down. Yuck. Everybody was hoping for a breakout. You know, people were thinking he might be rookie of the year. I knew Yahoo Sports before the season started were thinking he'd be a league winner. He has been anything Jeez. but. 13 carries, 22 yards. Yeah, no, he's been gross. And at this point, he's being outperformed by Tariq Cohen. It's, you know, it's not necessarily a timeshare, um, Mm -hmm. but pretty split snaps. Uh, As far as carries, it's Montgomery's 13 carries to Tariq Cohen's six carries. But receptions, Tariq had seven, Montgomery had two. So this is a split backfield. Um, And if I had to start one of them, it would be Cohen, especially in a PPR. Yeah, I th- and I also think we should mention that uh, even though Cohen had more than half his less carries, he got more rushing yards than Montgomery. He did more with the carries. So he was averaging 4.2 yards a carry, Montgomery only 1.7. So definitely Cohen moving forward until next year. Yeah. Andrew, do you want to take your victory lap on this next player? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. 
I I mean, it, it's not too much of a victory lap because we always say like the one like player who we know will get you some good points usually uh, is Allen Robinson. He got six receptions, 131 yards and a touchdown. He's really the only bright light on the Chicago Bears team. Uh, and it was because of him that they won this game. So, yeah, I think he's he's a wide receiver too. moving on for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm really curious. So I'm at the point in the season where I'm looking towards next year. Uh, and just because I'm a drama queen, I, I think of where I want good players to land. Yeah. I'm curious to see if the Bears stick with Matt Nagy because he's just been an awful coach this season. I like Nagy quite a bit, but his coaching this year has been atrocious. It's been terrible, yeah. Um, granted, he's had Mitch Trubisky. I want so bad for Cam Newton to go either to the Bears or to the Broncos. And I'm just trying to imagine this team with Cam Newton, and they yeah, would just be a quarterback. What with a good quarterback? Oh yeah, no, they'd be frightening. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, as a Packer fan, I would not like that as much because that no. would not be a matchup I'd want. But man, that'd be exciting. Broncos would be nice though. Oh, that yeah, that might be best case scenario. Uh, speaking of Cam Newton, we have the Panthers who lost to the Saints in our next matchup, or should I say, Cam Newton? Liss, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. You know, with the Panthers side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey is <laughs> a freaking insane. superstar. Uh, another breakout player, and this is someone, you know, I was pretty excited, finally had his breakout week. You know, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago when John Brown had his breakout game. Yeah. I predicted DJ Moore was on track for one of those kinds of games. And yeah, this stat said. line is almost identical to yeah. John Brown's from when he had his breakout game. You know, he is too good of a player uh, and his opportunities were just being so weird. It was like John Brown. It was heavily involved, not quite breaking into the end zone. So thrilled to see DJ Moore get this kind of workload. People forget he's a first round pick. You know, that's his pedigree. So yeah. when you think about the NFL moving forward, you know, he is going to be that next next round I'm trying to think next level game breaker. You know, Julio Jones was a first round pick. I'm mm-hmm. not saying DJ Moore is the next Julio Jones, but that might be the caliber of player he's in. So it, DJ Moore was an absolute it, game breaker yeah. this game. Happy if you had him, sad if you faced him. I really like him moving forward, and I think rest of the season you have yourself a I'd say back end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. He's that involved. Yep, I agree. And and the weird thing about DJ Moore is this was his best game yet, right? He put up, what, 156 yards, two touchdowns. But he has still been like a top performer. He's the 11th best wide receiver this year. He's just too lower than Julio Jones. So, I mean, he's having an amazing year. Uh, he's only got three touchdowns and two of them are last game. But <laughs> he's he's been pretty consistent with yardage. So, I, yeah, I think that he's a, he's – towards the uh, higher end of wide receiver twos. Yeah, and he was, I mean, he was due for some touchdown regression to the mean. Um, yeah. So happy to see it finally happened. When it rains, it pours. Uh, imagine at the beginning of the season, if you had D.J. Moore and John Brown on your roster, wow. you're like, oh, these are some upside plays. Yeah. Well, now you have two top 15 wide receivers, <laughs> which is hilarious. That'd uh, be a good pick. Other than that, you know, Greg Olson had a, you know, tight end day, 44 yards, no touchdown. And mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, one reception for nine yards. Terrible. Once again, not to toot my horn, but I'm pretty sure I said he was worthwhile to drop last week. 
I actually forgot you said that. So yeah, I just want to. I was I was a little shocked doo-doo. by you saying that's that. That's my horn. I mean, Curtis Samuel did get forty rushing yards somehow, but that's four true. carries. But that's you know, true. I I still don't think Samuel's droppable. Um, but I think he's a, not startable anymore. I really like Curtis Samuel as a player and next year. But this year, I think his ship has sailed. Uh, over to the Saints side of the ball. Thank the Lord for Latavius Murray. Uh, I started him in all my leagues because, like a moron, I drafted Alvin Kamara this year. Um, unlike a moron, I made sure to get Latavius Murray. So I actually started Kamara and Murray in all my leagues. And my my family can vouch for this when latavius murray scored i started screaming i was thrilled because i i wasn't feeling (laughs) that was a a pretty risky start but he delivered seven receptions 64 yards and a touchdown not sexy but man you will happily take that on your fantasy team and Mm -hmm. alvin kamara not quite sure what's happening with him 11 carries for 54 yards nine receptions for 48 you know it's not terrible but you know, you were hoping for more from. I think it was a consensus top three top pick. Three, yeah. I Overall, think we had him. We had him at the number three position at the beginning of the year, and he's really not performed. He, I don't think he's doing as bad close. as Saquon Barkley, but he is. Let's see, thirteenth best, right behind Le'Veon Bell. So, and that's shocking. Honestly, I yeah. I have him, and I feel like he should be further down than thirteen. <laughs> he does. He does feel like he he doesn't put up these these big numbers. He doesn't win you the weeks anymore. And he's dealt with injury. Um, but yeah, no, he's been a disappointment this season just from what we've seen him do in the past. But yeah. you know, Kamara had a fine showing, a very Le'Veon Bell esque stat line this week. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, Michael Thomas. You know, he's the wide receiver one for a reason. 10 receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown continues to roll. A shocking player who, you know, has been awesome lately is Jared Cook. He had six receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. But more importantly, he had three other touchdowns that, you know, were either almost catches, yeah. he dropped them. You know, he easily could have had three touchdowns uh, in this game. So any kind of player with that level of involvement, you know, I'd be tempted to start. You know, if you're yeah, streaming, I agree. He's he's a top 10 option. He might even be higher than that. Yeah, I think he's good enough. I think he's at that point where he's good enough to where you should just pick him up. You don't need to stream anymore. I think Jared Cook is a if he's still available, he's a solid startable option cuz he's got out of the he's missed a couple games due to injury, but the you know last five games that he's played, he's got four touchdowns. So he's getting he's getting the targets and he's getting touchdowns. And he's the eleventh best tight end this year. I I actually like him moving forward. And as weird as it is to say, but you know they got some tough matchups: San Francisco Week 14, Colts. So, but next week they play the Falcons. So I think that Jared Cook could have another good game. Yeah, I certainly agree. And with Drew Brees throwing you the ball, it's hard to go wrong. Speaking of elite quarterbacks, Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Russell Wilson has a very pedestrian day. 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think he has fallen out of the MVP uh, selection in favor of Lamar Jackson. But, you know, Eagles are a tough defense. So, and, and honestly, that's... 
not a great stat line, but I'd be way more excited for him moving forward. I think he's still an auto start. Chris Carson, eight carries for 26 yards, four receptions for 31 yards, and, and two fumble. fumbles. Two fumbles. Yep. One of them was accredited to Russell Wilson, um, but it, it was Chris Carson's fumble. And yep. the other one was fully on Chris Carson. So they did give him the ball after that. He wasn't benched after that. But Rashad Penny got a lot more work. Um, he was way more involved than I think anybody anticipated. 14 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. I think now, unfortunately, you know, I, I kind of wish they would have just totally give the job 100% to Penny. But now I think you're looking at a 60-40 split. Oh, it's like my worst nightmare. But I love Carson. And I, I said at the beginning oh, of the year that he's yeah. so he, – ah, he's going to be so good and then he fumbles twice. And so I think you – you know, if Penny is not on a – in, on a team, you need to pick him up right now because if Carson's going to keep fumbling, this is what Penny can do. 14 carries, 129 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, I like you said, 60-40 moving forward is very plausible. Yeah, and Rashad Penny becomes a an automatic pickup for your roster because yeah. if something were to happen to Carson, Penny would become a top 10 running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm curious, what do you like about Carson? You know, I, I've watched him a lot this year. And I just I'm not excited about him as a player. You know, he just seems like a plotter to me. I I don't know. I just I watched him at the like I I watched the uh, preseason practices and Pete Carroll said that, you know, he had the best hands in football, which I thought was hilarious, by the way, because he fumbles the ball a lot. But I, I just liked how involved he was in the passing game. And, you know, I picked him for that. What what uh, what running back outside of the top ten could finish top five this year? And I thought Chris Carson could be an option because he was really we knew he was going to be involved in the passing game. Yeah, I think I just got ruined by seeing Marshawn Lynch in his prime. Whenever I think yeah. Seattle Seahawks running back, it is it's Marshawn Lynch to me. Mm-hmm. Poor Chris Carson, that's a tough act to follow. Tyler He's Lockett, still top, 10. still top ten. Tyler Lockett put up a stinker, one reception for 38 yards. We're disregarding this. You know, he's a top 10 uh, wide receiver, and he will and be next questionable. But. Uh, DK Metcalf, this is probably the most frustrating performance of the week. He ended the day with three receptions for 35 yards, but had two huge drops. Um, I watched them live, and I my voice kind of hurt from yelling at the TV. Yeah, you're losing it. I was, um, but DK Metcalf, he had a 38 yard touchdown catch go through his hands. So that was frustrating in the end zone. Uh, and the other one was, it was a, I believe it was like a 40 yard throw um, that he just dropped. Oh, so that's been huge. Yes. So here's what's encouraging. He's getting those touches. He's getting those deep threat, those deep targets. And he's getting those red zone targets in the end zone. You know, he's that player who has that huge upside. So the involvement is awesome. Unfortunately, he just didn't connect. You know, I don't really picture him as a Deshaun Jackson type player, um, but that's really what he is his rookie year. I think next year he'll be a lot more interesting of a player as he just kind of develops his, his route tree. He's not the best route runner by any stretch. He really does rely on his athleticism. Uh, but fortunately for him, he is an athletic marvel. If you've never seen what he looks like, Google him and you'll see his shirtless picture and it's frightening. It's insane. He looks like a kangaroo, honestly. <laughs> One of those just ripped kangaroos. Yeah, yeah. He does. That's his new he nickname. Like Rip, King, Rip Kangaroo. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you started him, 
that sucks, but good to see he had the opportunities. And if he could have connected on one of those throws, his stat line would have been a very positive one. Over to the Eagles side of the ball. Rip to the Eagles. Good Lord, Carson Wentz is struggling this year, and I don't fully blame him. I blame him a little bit. He His throwing was pretty errant this past yeah. week. Um, but who, who does he have to throw to? Good Lord. Um, his two best receivers are two tight ends. Zach Ertz had a great game, 12 receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard had seven receptions for 32 yards. And that's it in the receiving game. Uh, he just doesn't have anybody to throw to. I feel so bad for Eagle fans. Yeah. You know what the third best receiver was? Uh, JJ. JJ Arcega Whiteside. Oh, man. That yeah. was that was the next best receiver. That's not inspiring. <laughs> I don't know who that is, and that's not a good sign. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Wentz, you know, we were hoping he'd be a QB1 this season. He is anything but. I'm assuming you're not starting him or rostering him, but uh, just don't a reminder, run. don't roster him, don't start him, because yeah, he has nobody just, to throw to. Maybe next season. Um, Ertz, top 10 tight end. I, you know, I'd say top yeah. 5 tight end. Yeah, I would too. If not even higher than that. Miles Sanders, you know, about 86 total yards, but I'm not starting him. Still too much of a, of a share uh, of the backfield. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. feel differently? Uh, I don't. I really don't. It's been this entire Eagles team has been very disappointing. Sanders is, is getting the majority of the workload, um, or at least he did this game, but he, he hasn't done much with it. Um, I'd still like how he's involved in the receiving game, or he usually is, but when Jordan Howard comes back from his injury, it just concerns me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I am with you there. The next game we are recapping are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who beat the Atlanta Falcons. The Buccaneers are the probably the most, I'm so happy I'm not in that division because they are the, <laughs> the hardest team to project. So annoying. They're garbage. They're amazing. Yeah. They're garbage. They're amazing. They're the Kenny Galladay of teams. Um, there you go. Jameis Winston shows up in a major way. Over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Very Winston-y, throws two interceptions. But, man, what a day for Chris Godwin. Seven receptions for 184 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I wouldn't say he's the wide receiver one on the team. I do still think he comes behind Mike Evans. But, damn, it's close. You know, this is... It's real close. They're running running out of time, though. Mike Evans is still, you know, wide receiver three. Godwin's wide receiver two, so... Yeah, which is insane that this offense has two top four receivers. Um, And that's in all of fantasy football. So, you know, Chris Godwin, if you drafted him, people were excited going into the season. This is beyond anybody's expectations. He's just been spectacular. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't have much else to say about him. Uh, Mike Evans, not a very great stat line. Four receptions for 50 yards. You know, unfortunately, he took a backseat to Godwin this game. You know, and Godwin had a lot after the catch, so he made it happen with his legs. Yeah. I think uh, as an Evans owner, you're kind of used to this by now. Yeah, so yeah, sadly. Touchdowns one game, and then he'll get 60, 50, 60 yards the next. So you're kind of used to this at this point. Too good not to start, obviously. But it just wasn't his game. Well, it's kind of funny to me. Mike Evans just has this bizarre quarterback history where he's always been paired with really reckless quarterbacks who he has to rescue. Uh, if you remember in college, he played with Johnny Manziel uh, and now he plays with Jameis Winston 
And when Winston wasn't the guy, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, exactly. Yeah, he just had a bizarre track record of quarterbacks. He needs to, I guess, rescue would be a good way of saying it. Ronald Jones uh, showed up, 12 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. You know, I don't think anybody started him with confidence. So if you did start him, congratulations. That touchdown, I think, really bailed you out. Um, he's in this weird running back three flex category. You know, he does have a decent shot at a touchdown every single week and happy to see he got it done this week. Uh, anybody else in the Buccaneers worth mentioning? Um, let's see. Vita Vea. That was funny. Oh my gosh. Guy, big man <laughs> touchdowns are the best. That was hilarious. Was he a tackle? He yeah, was he, a tackle. He is a happy dude after scoring that touchdown. Yeah. Uh, not a recommended starter, no. but nope. happy for I don't the guy. I think it's possible to pick him up, but OJ <laughs> Howard did not have a good game. One reception for 10 yards. Um, if you're starting yeah. him, I will come to your house and slap you. Yeah. Uh, you and go. send that to Andrew and our listeners. Please do not yep. start OJ, OJ no. Howard. Don't um, start him. Peyton Barber had an okay game. They really split time uh, between Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. Yeah. But Ronald Jones got the touchdown and more yards. So I think hopefully next week, Ronald Jones can get the majority of the share. I hope so too, but it's going to be a frustrating it, backfield it for sure. Yeah, it won't. Peyton Barber uh, will get the touchdown next week. and It's going to be very Rashad Barber. Penny, Chris Carson-esque. Oh, uh, don't or like rather that. is Chris Carson or Shad Penny the new <laughs> Ronald Jones uh, and Peyton Barber. Uh, like over it. to the Falcons side of the ball. Matt Ryan has, I don't know if it's a career worst day, but man, if you started him, he sunk your battleship. Uh, 271 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. That is gross. That is not a good stat line. Um. Yeah, not a whole lot of fantasy goodness. Calvin Ridley was a lone bright spot, yeah, 85 yeah, yards and a touchdown, getting it done routinely. You know, do you think he's ventured into must start category? Yes. Been saying it for weeks now. Start him. <laughs> yeah, that's. He's, I swear he's been on my yays for like two, <laughs> two, three weeks in a row where I'm just like, start him. Start One of these times he's going to go off. And, and he, he has. The last Two weeks he has, so come on, <laughs> just do it. Stay in the flames. Julio Jones uh, had 68 yards, five receptions, uh, but he did also get a shoulder injury. So I don't know how much that will affect him. Uh, he has not practiced this week so far. Uh, I think it's just, you know, I'm hoping a mixture of veterans recovery uh, and also in preparation for Thursday night's game. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're just letting him rest up. So hopefully it's yeah. nothing too serious. I am hoping well, to see him on Thursday. Yeah, we'll know more about it in the recap episode. Uh, Brian so. Hill, you can drop. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> what did he split with Addison or Ad- whoever the, uh, the heck it Ollis. was? Quadri Allison. Quadri Allison. Um, yeah. And he had a very good day. He was doing yeah. what I was hoping Brian Hill would do. Andrew, can you please drop the stat line for Addison? Uh, so Quadri Allison, uh, it's both an O. Uh, got eight carries, 20 yards, and one touchdown. When Brian Hill, nine carries, 14 yards, no touchdowns. So you could tell they were split in time, but Quadri Allison just did a lot more with it. Yeah, so this is a backfield I'm avoiding. Um, the only reason I liked Hill was, you know, he was the only guy in town. And now yeah. that he's not, that makes him valueless. I am mm-hmm. dropping Hill, not starting him. I don't want him on my roster. Uh, next up, we have the Broncos, who fell to the mighty, mighty Bills. 
starting with the Broncos, another team I want Cam Newton to go to. Philip Lindsay is a good player. Uh, he so, only had yeah, he did okay. 14 total touches, 57 yards uh, on the ground, 11 through the air. He's a good player, just trapped in a bad situation. Um, yeah. Another player who's trapped in a bad situation is Cortland Sutton. One reception for 27 yards. You know, this was a really hard matchup. Uh, Tredavious White, the defender for the Bills, is excellent, and I think yeah. he can make a case for top three uh, defensive player. Yeah, I agree with you on there. Um, but, yeah, no, he was shut down. You know, a young player gets shut down by experienced cornerback. You know, one reception, 27 yards. There was a reason he was on our bust list for the week, uh, and he delivered in a bad way. Noah yeah. Fant faded back into the oblivion. Three receptions for 14 yards. As far as streamers go, I think you can do better. You can. And I think a lot of this was it was due to the Bills offense or defense, sorry. And they just shut Brandon Allen down. So Brandon Allen went 10 for 25, only 82 total yards and one interception. That was just a terrible game for the quarterback. Yeah, I think as far as difficulty for shutting people down, I feel like Brandon Brandon Allen would be pretty high in the list of pretty easy to shut down. Yeah, it's it's easy to shut Brandon Allen down. But still, yeah, that that. You know, that's why we picked Sutton as an A, and that's why we said maybe stay away from Noah Fant this week because they're going, they got Brandon Allen throwing to them and against the Bills. So, um, yeah, on the Bills or on, on the uh, Broncos side, I think that's it. Um, yeah. this is a team in flux for sure. I, uh, I know someone very dear to me who loves John Elway with all of his heart. Shout out to my dad. Uh, hey, is he okay? Elway or he's my an, dad? He's, your dad, because he's an, he's an Elway fan. <laughs> Are you asking if he's right in the head? Yeah, I do believe so. No, uh, he grew up uh, in in Denver, uh, in yeah. around the Denver area as a kid, so he has this weird soft spot for John yeah. Elway. And it looks like Elway was a better football player than he was a GM. That's what I was gonna say. I should yep. say, yep. great football player. Got nothing against his playing <laughs> abilities, but managing a football team, not yeah. so much. Yeah, so. Man, fingers crossed for Cam Newton. Yeah. Anyway, over to the Bills side of the ball. Here's a team that is on the upswing. Josh Allen the is the future. You know, I I love watching this guy play. He is such yeah. a goofy. Pl- he just seems like a Brooks Brothers mannequin who came to life. That's, that's a pretty funny way to put it. He's a Vineyard Vines catalog guy. That's yeah. that's who he is to me. But he's also Vineyard good at football. Uh, two touchdowns oh through God. the air. Nine rushes for 56 yards. He is Lamar Jackson white. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, that was a bad joke. And by bad, oh, you mean fantastic. Funny. That was funny. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give it to you. Thank you. Yeah, he's a watered-down Lamar Jackson, honestly. Um, yeah, he's effective. He gets it done. You know, he's not very often a weak winner, but he has a really high floor uh, because yeah. of his rushing. So I think he is in the stream category. That he's I really got the do. chance to be a weak winner. Yeah, we really tough matchups week. coming up. So I wouldn't stream him in the near future, but, you know, he's been great for you. And especially this week, he got it done. Uh, Singletary, 21 carries. Love that workload yes. uh, for 106 yards, proving once again he is a good running back. Give him the mm-hmm. ball. Frank Gore, please retire. <laughs> it's, just, it's time, man. That's what I want for Christmas. Frank Gore yeah. not to ruin people's fantasy teams. 
<laughs> Can you imagine anything more frustrating than like getting Gore traded to the team you own the running back on? That, oh, I, <laughs> that would be the worst I'm news. Just, I'm just thinking about Frank Gore if he goes to the Vikings. Oh, that would make me so happy. Just, you know, on the goal line and you're just like, just give it to Cook. Just give it to Cook. Why is nope. Gore on the field? Why is Gore on the field? He's got a Get walker. him out of there. Uh, other than Devin Singletary. That's true. That's true. Uh, Devin Singletary, awesome. Uh, Cole yeah. Beasley. Yep. He came through again, and I tease you every week for your Beasles, uh, and every once in a while, you are correct in I doing say, so. I, I did say that I was fading on him, but I still liked him enough to put him in my roster. I'm, I'm just back to loving him. So, Yeah, no, it's once again, there's no cure for the Beasles. Uh, John Brown, two receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did score, but... You know, I do feel like my fade was validated. Um, yeah. Without the touchdown, this would have been a nightmare game. Uh, and even with the touchdown, certainly nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. But John Brown, he is a good player. Yeah, he's good. And it's unfortunate that he didn't get 50 yards, so we lost that streak to, to Michael Thomas. But you yep. did call it. You said if he gets 50 yards, he'd be lucky. Yep, yep. Um, and he He's came with an 11, so honestly, yeah. that's that's pretty good. And the yeah. touchdown's not too shabby either. Um, top 15 wide receiver in football this season, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who beat the Cincinnati Bengals, surprising Barely. no one. Let's start with the Bengals, because I have some Let's exciting news for you, you my do. friend. All right. There is a new redhead in my life. And I'm not talking about a love interest. I'm talking okay. about Andy Dalton makes his way back <laughs> to the Bengals. <laughs> I am so excited. Oh, I never knew how much I missed him. The Red Rifle is making his way back to Cincinnati. Uh, and did he leave Cincinnati? Uh, his heart did. His heart his, did. His yeah. heart did. Uh, He's just chilling at home watching Finley just not do well. Yeah, probably just. Eating a can of mayo with a spoon. That's just yeah, that's just how that's I picture Andy doing. Dalton. Yeah. Um, he's not playing yet. He is set to play next week. He was announced as the starter. I think that might convince AJ Green to come out. So if AJ Green is on your waivers, I'd pick him up just to see what happens. If you got, um, yeah, if you got a roster spot available, do it. Just because it's love the drama. Be, you just got to think of what if he does play. Because if AJ Green plays, that's that's going to be. I'm not going to say top 10 performance at all or not top 15, but it's possible. He's got the upside. And I think he's the only one on this team that has yeah, the Yeah, and this team's terrible, so they're going to need to throw. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew, I believe you told me, you know, I think you have a tattoo on your body. Um, I do believe it says YOLO. I guess if I, yeah, if I do, I didn't remember that that yep. night. But yep. Yeah, your tattoo yeah. is YOLO. Yeah. Um, and that's your fantasy football philosophy. So when that it comes is. to AJ Green, YOLO, pick yep. him up, Just do see it. what happens. Yeah. As the kids say, do it for the lols. Joe Mixon, 18 <laughs> carries for 79 yards. Um, not great. But not terrible. Eh, so yeah. eh, eh, that's, that's that's Joe Mixon's ringtone. Yeah. Eh. You know, I'm nervous about him this next game. They're going up against the Jets, who have a good run defense. Yeah. But you know, gets me excited about Andy Dalton. He could have a good game back. <laughs> Just makes me laugh. <laughs> that Andy excited for Andy Dalton. Yeah. Said no one. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd has a good game. Five receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, two uh, great catches too. I that don't care about beautiful. it. Yeah, All right. I, I don't care. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? I just I don't want to do this with Boyd. I'm done. Yeah, I'm. I am also very annoyed with Tyler Boyd this season. Um, I, th- I thought very highly of him, especially with you know AJ Green not playing. I thought Boyd would be the the solid option, but he has really not performed. Twenty um, second best wide receiver. I think he's still rosterable, um, and I I might consider playing him next week against the Jets. But after that, he's got the Browns and then the Patriots. So I maybe next week, and then I'm done. <sighs> yeah. Give him one more. Give him one him. more week. Uh, over to the Steelers' side of the ball, there has been a quarterback change. They replaced Mason Rudolph with Delvin. Is that his first name or his last name? I'm trying to remember. Del, yeah, D-E-V, Devlin. Devlin. Uh, people Devlin call him Duck. Hodges. Duck Hodges, um, which yeah. is a far better nickname. He's called Duck because that's where he played his college football very with intimidating Oregon Ducks. Um, but he played solid. He looked better than Mason Rudolph, uh, mm-hmm. although that might be because of the head trauma that Rudolph went through. You know, that could be both the concussion that he got during the season and the, you know, the helmet. Yeah, it's not been a great season for Rudolph, Uh, but regardless, Benny Snell carried the load. Uh, People thought it was going to be Jalen Samuels, but it was the Snell show. (laughs) That sounded better than expected. Yeah, it's kind of fun. (laughs) Twenty-one carries for ninety-eight yards. That is some heavy, heavy involvement, and that's a really good offensive line. So if Benny Snell is out there, I say pick him up for sure. You know, there's value to be had here. Uh, Snell isn't amazing. He's not an amazing player, but he's good enough. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's like Bo Scarborough in a better situation uh, and yeah. getting more work. So Benny Snell, I think, would be the number one waiver wire pickup if I had anything to do about it. So yeah, I would say I'll yeah. say that as well. Yeah, so that's how I feel about Benny Snell. Jalen Samuels, welcome to Dropsville. I do not want any piece of Jalen. Uh, his mm-hmm. only value came from his involvement in the offense. And now that he does not have that, he is no longer helpful. James Washington. Andrew, I know you were facing James Washington this past week. Uh, yeah. And I bet you're feeling pretty good about it up until he played. Uh. Yeah, it was really annoying. It was really <laughs> annoying with you know Juju out. You didn't know who was going to be the the wide receiver. I guess you could have made a pretty good guess that James Washington would be the wide receiver one. And uh, yeah, he performed three re- receptions for ninety eight yards and a touchdown. That's pretty solid. And that um, did come on one big play. So please yeah. keep that in mind. I'm teasing Andrew because he got burned by Washington. Burned. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think he is a wide receiver one on this Steelers offense. Uh, I have him as a wide receiver four and a desperation flex option. Um, He's big desperation he had a flex. Great game last week. And if you watch his run, he timed his stiff arm on this guy. And he stole his soul. I saw it on it camera. It was satisfying. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the guy who pushed over just got up and walked out of the stadium, got in his yeah. car and went home. He went home. Yeah. No, he ended that man's career. Contract. So yeah. it was it was a just soul-stealing stiff arm. The guy fell over. Awesome. I suggest you watch it. Yep. But yeah, no, good player. But yeah, I'm not excited to start him. I don't think he mm-hmm. is a huge upside player. Um, interested to see what he does next year. But yeah. This week, way to go, James Washington. You got it done. Good for you. Good for him. The good for one you, One good buddy. week that he's going to have. True that. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost to my least favorite team in the NFL. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Yep, the Tennessee mother-flipping Titans. That's my team. Yes. That, oh, that would be your team. That would be You yeah. would be the Tennessee Titans. You know why? 
because you hate him so much. So I'm like, oh my God. I love the Titans. I hate them so After much. they took out Mariota, Tannehill's coming in. I'm like, all right, here we go. Time to make the playoff push. Titan time. And they are. Yeah. And they it's are. Gross. They're making the playoffs. Makes me upset. Starting with the Jaguars, Leonard Fournette has a tremendous performance. 24 oh. carries, 97 yards, two touchdowns, nine receptions for 62 yards. He was the offense in this game. You yeah. Know, they, he's had a last... Last couple games he had, uh, they've been pretty rough. But they mm-hmm. made a concerted effort to make him the offense, and he proved he was worth the focal point. So he played really well, and I expect this to be the game script going forward. Uh, it worked yeah. for them this game. I Okay, well, it worked to an extent. Granted, they lost, but he was extremely productive. So I expect them to kind of follow this formula moving forward. I think he I jumped up in my ranks moving forward. He, he has, and I will say uh, throughout this entire season, I'm actually really, really happy for Leonard Fournette. Um, he didn't, he hasn't missed a single game this season due to an injury. Actually, yeah, or suspension, or suspension. Exactly, he hasn't missed a single game yet this season, and because of this last game, he is now a top five running back. He's now the fifth wow. best running back this season, just past Nick Chubb. So, yeah, yeah good for good you, for Fournette. Uh, mm-hmm. D.D. Westbrook, eight receptions for sixty-nine yards. Nice. D.J. Chark, five receptions for thirty-eight. Uh, you got burned with Not Chark, nice. but yeah. you know Titans are a solid defense, um, and you know wide receiver ones have down weeks. So D.J. Mm-hmm. Chark, it sucks, but just like Tyler Lockett, you're a stud for a reason. We look forward to starring you next week against Tampa. Against Tampa, in what should be a barn burner. It's going to be a good week. Over to the Titans side of the ball. Andrew, I'm just going to let you talk about all the Titans because it just makes me too mad. (laughs) So, Ryan Tannehill just finishes the second best quarterback this week, just behind Lamar Jackson. Uh, Just want to point out he's been a top, he's been the top 10 quarterback uh, in the last four weeks. Um, went 14 for 18, 259 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He also, oddly enough, had 40 rushing yards for two rushing touchdowns. So four combined touchdowns for the Tennessee Titans. That was pretty funny. It kind of looks like Tannehill's got a got a new identity as a actually good quarterback. Um, Derrick Henry, I think, was was really the best on this team. 19 carries for 159 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 70-yarder. So that's two years in a row where he had just huge runs against the Jaguars. And then A.J. Brown also had a great game. Four receptions, 135 yards, and a touchdown. So very good all-around offensive performance for the Titans. Um, I think Tannehill is a streamable quarterback. Derrick Henry is obviously a must-start. A.J. Brown hasn't done enough to convince me to be on a roster so yeah i really like him i look forward to his career uh but this year i would not be starring him on on my lineup exactly that's a very good way to put it yeah i'm curious do you think the titans are going to invest in Tannehill for their future because Tannehill is a free agent at the end of the season yeah so uh, i think that it would be stupid of them to consider Tannehill as the future for their team. Wow, uh, I think that's a hot take. I th- I don't think Tannehill is good enough. I think really? that this could be. He's. I mean, look, look. He's thirty-one years old. I think this is going to be. His, this is the best season that he's going to have throughout his career. I think that you can compare it to Case Keenum's uh, season, like two years ago for the Vikings, no. where get out yeah, of here. 
Oh, Tannehill runs so much better. He has that that rushing floor. Um, he used to be a wide receiver in college. So it's he's still not. I don't have okay. a lot of faith if he was okay. my starting quarterback, though. Yeah, I mean no. he's having an amazing year, and I, you know, he's very good. He's very talented, but I don't think that Titans should consider him to be the future for this team. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, I'm excited too. Uh, next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys versus the New England Patriots. It was a good old-fashioned barn raising because it yeah. was not a barn burner. It's uh, like two weeks in a row where the Patriots just aren't impressive. They still get a win. Man, Actually, three a dub. weeks. Three uh, weeks starting with the Cowboys, just stinkers overall. Dak yeah. Prescott yeah. didn't throw a touchdown. Zeke. <laughs> You know, he had good yardage, 86 yards on the ground, 40 yards through the air. He was the only cowboy that you felt good about. Uh, he got receptions, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Gallup, like. 55 yards. So if you spot started him, you're not feeling all that great. Nope. Randall Cobb, if you were crazy enough to start him, you were rewarded with a very <laughs> mediocre stat line of 86 yards. Mediocre might not be fair. Uh, better than average uh, of 86 yeah. yards. But... The, the, I think the biggest star of the show is Amari Poop Scooper Cooper. Andrew, I just want to throw this in your face because mm-hmm. I know how much you love Cooper. So Yeah, I love Cooper a lot. No, 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 boo-boo. He was that player that I thought could finish top five that we didn't predict to be a top ten wide receiver at the beginning of the season. But I did say, you know, don't expect a good game from him because I said he was going up against the best corner in the game in Stephon Gilmore. And I think that game proved that Stephon Gilmore is the best corner in the game because that's his third consecutive game without allowing a completion to the wide receiver that he's covering. Hey, Andrew, do you want to know a player who uh, outperformed Amari Cooper? Against Stefan Gilmore? Everyone? <laughs> Is that really Sneed? I don't know. Uh, I was just going to say John Brown. Uh, oh, John Brown. Okay. Gilmore for 69 total yards. So There you go. Yeah. Uh, just had to throw that out there. But yeah, uh-huh. Amari Cooper, uh, hopefully you... You know, he was... It was difficult because you you kind of have to start him because he's Amari yeah. Cooper. Um, yep. But, you know, there's... There's a valid argument to be made. Bench your starter against Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. You know, it used to be Richard Sherman. It used to be, it might still be Jalen Ramsey. You know, there's just those players where Josh Norman, he used to be one of them. Yep. Where you, it yep. didn't matter who you had, you just sat them against <laughs> the other players. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. You yeah, know, you yeah. watch the game and you just see, you know, I, I think Mark Cooper's targeted five times and it just didn't work out. And then Dak just gave up thrown to cooper because like this this guy is just stopping blocking all the passes so it's just it's frustrating if you're going up against stefan gilmore yeah and andrew you found this terrific stat um i don't know where you got it from but shout out uh stefan gilmore three consecutive yeah. games without allowing a completion it's nfl nfl's instagram i saw that on yeah wow and that's I just didn't horrifying believe it. yeah oh. uh on the patriots side of the ball Disappointing offensive performance, but fortunately their defense is spectacular. So they are getting the dub. Tom Brady, he's not fantasy relevant. Sony Michelle, Mm -hmm. 20 carries. That's great news. Uh, Not so great news is he only had 85 yards total. Um, That's that's pretty pedestrian. But those are the Garrett Blunt numbers. You know, it's if you throw a touchdown in there, you're happy. Uh, And if anybody's going to get the opportunity, it's Sony Michelle. Yep. 
Julian Edelman, eight receptions for 98 yards. Edelman doing Edelman things. Anybody else worth mentioning? You know, it's kind of a stinky offense right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Edelman, you're starting. You're not thinking about it. Sony Michelle is a, depending on the matchup, you start him. But that's Mm. it. Until they show me otherwise, that's it. It's James White's benchable. Um, I I would. Oh, he's droppable. Yeah, he's pushing droppable. He got two carries for five yards. He was not. Oh, he's in not the run pushing game. it. He he's there. He, yeah, that this game proved it. And then we had one reception, and you're like, all right, for negative six yards. <laughs> so if if you do the math, he got a combined negative one yard this game. So that's droppable to me. Yep. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Next up, we have just the Best most gut wrenching game of the week. Green Bay Packers fell to the San Francisco 49ers and, in my opinion, gives the Packers their first fan official loss of the season. No. I would say gives them their third. Well, it's their third official loss. I'm saying it's their, their first fan official loss. From a Packers point of view, maybe. But That's why I said fan. I just um, Yeah, no, in my opinion, the no. Packers should beat the Eagles. The Chargers game, I don't acknowledge. Uh, but this game, they, they got their butts kicked. So I, this is this is their first fan official loss, in my oh-so-humble opinion. Aaron Rodgers, he is no longer the king. Uh, he's not matchup-proof. And, you know, I think he is... He's one of those... I'm torn, man. It's, you can probably tell from listening you. to it's me going back and you. forth. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a great matchup next week. Uh, but I think yep. at this point he's he's a matchup based quarterback. That's two weeks also. Yeah, Giants yeah, and Washington. Those are some good matchups. And I will be yeah. at the Washington uh, when they face Washington. I'm going to be at Lambeau for that one. So oh, looking forward to that. But yeah, he he's a matchup based quarterback, which <laughs> is gross and it hurts <laughs> make me. Fun of Haskins in real life. I know. I'm th- I'm going to try his autograph. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, 104 yards through the air, one touchdown. That's not great. Aaron Jones, 13 carries for 38 yards, no touchdown. That's not great. Um, Really disappointing game. Actually, I'll I'll save us all some time. Terrible game for everybody in the Packers, (laughs) except for Devontae Adams. Seven receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. You can make an argument that Jamal Williams didn't have a too bad of a game. You would be damaged in the brain if you started Jamal Williams against the 49ers. I mean, I would never start him against the 49ers. I think that Jamal Williams is rosterable, though. You would have had to have gotten hit in the head with a helmet by Miles Garrett. Jamal Williams is rosterable, especially for the next couple games if he's playing better than Aaron Jones. He is absolutely rosterable. Uh, He's a high-value handcuff, but this is the Aaron Jones show, and I'm not starting Williams. Even next right. week, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones running until he runs the Giants and that's, Redskins to the yeah. ground. That's a, that's a fair point, just running out the clock. Over to the 49ers side, uh, this was a offensive onslaught, and it was just gross. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was not good. Not good. Jimmy G, the handsome one, scores two touchdowns. He was a fine stream. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, this rushing game is good. I mean, yeah. and the Packers are terrible against running backs, so it was to be expected. With Burita being out, it was safe to play Raheem. But moving mm-hmm. forward, Coleman's the only one I want to start until Burita proves to me he's healthy. George Kittle, welcome back in a major way. Six receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. Now that he's healthy, 
I think he has a solid case for being the number one overall tight end. Yeah, he could be. He's got a case. I think that Mark Andrews can still beat him. But Shut up. You know. No. You are wrong. <laughs> are you serious? I'm serious. Between Kittle and Andrews. I mean, Kittle's definitely the safer bet. But Andrews oh is having God. a better season. Just, and I think Andrews can finish being the better tight end. Kelsey's by far the best, but I think that it can go Kelsey, Ertz, uh, Andrews, Kittle. Wow. I'd go yeah. Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Andrews. Wow. So put that, that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, <laughs> Debo Samuel shows up again in a big way. <laughs> Two receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. This is... What is this the third game in a row where he's been pretty solid? Yeah, yeah, it's been about the third game. Yeah, do you take him seriously at this point? It's I. This is another team where it's <laughs> really hard to to figure out who to start and who to sit. Well, I'll make but, it easy for you. With Sanders being out, I think Debo is a really good hail mary throw. I um, think so. If Sanders it's, is back, I don't think Debo is rosterable. Okay. All right, so I, I I would say that he's rosterable. I think he can be a an okay flex option. Um, you know, he's did I think week ten and week eleven he got over a hundred receiving yards, and now this week he got a touchdown. So he's putting up the numbers, like you said, three good weeks in a row. So I think that he's rosterable and maybe startable. Well, I see where you're coming from, uh, and leading us into the most exciting game of the week. Oh, man, this is awesome. The Lamar Jackson show. Baltimore Ravens crushed the L.A. Rams. I don't think I've seen a team fall this far from grace in one season as the Rams. They spent so much money in the offseason. They've made huge trades. Oh, my Lord, they are just a dumpster fire right now. This was at home. This was in L.A. This was supposed to be the game where they show that they're not as bad as people think. They're as bad as people think. They're worse than people think. Yeah. I mean, I got the Rams like not making the playoffs anymore. Yes. Um, yeah. That's no. Not even crazy. Like that's not even like you don't even argue that because it's just like, yeah, they're not a good team. Yeah. No, they're not. Uh, Lamar Jackson is the MVP fantasy and real life. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a one man army. You know, he's better than Mahomes was last year. So if you drafted him, congratulations. Mark Ingram is spectacular in this game. 111 yards, a touchdown, one reception for seven yards and a touchdown. He was a huge winner this week. Um, yeah. yeah, he's on a great offense and he's their RB1. That's inherently valuable. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown scored two touchdowns, but I'm not all that excited about him moving forward. Willie Sneed scores two touchdowns. Not excited that, about him at all. That's a funny stat line, though. If you look at it, look at the stats: two receptions and two touchdowns for fourteen yards. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is hyper efficiency. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest takeaways: Lamar Jackson is amazing. Mark Ingram is a stud, and you just never know who's going to catch them. So, as yeah. far as receiving options, you're starting Andrews if you have him. Marquise that's Brown, it. you have as a hail mary play, but yeah. other than that, I'm not all that you know, enticed by any other options. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, over to the Rams side of the ball. <laughs> Done. All right. Oh, good Lord. This team just fell apart. Uh, 
the Ravens defense is fantastic. So, you know, a lot of credit to the Ravens defense. They looked lost out there. They just didn't seem like they knew what they were doing. Jared Goff just got crushed. He got obliterated. Uh, yeah, no touchdowns, two interceptions, barely 200 yards passing. Todd Gurley, you know, 22 yards <laughs> rushing. Uh, yeah, no, Robert Woods was the best receiver for 97 yards. That was a decent stat. That's yeah, it's, good. it's decent. But Cooper Cup yeah. pooped the bed. Brandon Cooks pooped the bed. It's not good. Honestly, moving forward, Goff is a situational start. But in a Ugh. in a less than average matchup, I would not play him. Todd Gurley, you're starting because he's Todd Gurley and he's, he's involved. Robert Woods, wide receiver three, three. if you're lucky. Yep. Cooper Cup, you know, he was flirting with wide receiver one. At this point, I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too. And Brandon Cooks, I think he's rosterable, but I'm not starting him anytime soon. Yep, I agree. This game really showed how terrible the offensive line was, in my opinion. Yeah. Jared Goff was rushed so many times. Oh, and it's it's awful. I mean, it really yeah. is keeping them from winning football games. And I think they, they really did gamble big on some huge-name players. Uh, but unfortunately, they spent all the money everywhere except the O-line. And yep. without an O line, you just can't do anything. Oh, so. I know that game. That's as a Viking fan, I definitely know about that. But I, I think it was this just showed that the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. You oh, see Marcus Super Peters Bowl favorites, favorites exactly. You see Marcus Peters uh, f- almost fight Jalen Ramsey. That was cool. I didn't. Um, that's something I need There's to watch a-, a little bit later. I was a little distracted. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey needed to get like carried off the field by teammates because they were they were upset with each other and you know a lot of a lot of emotion for marcus peters yeah he was traded away to make room for jalen ramsey so Mm -hmm. and marcus peters got the interception proved that uh had a better game and talked a lot of crap afterwards (laughs) and you know it was funny he earned the right uh that wraps up our recap of the week 12 games and i think we can end it with a session of our who smashed and who crashed in week 12 uh, my players who smashed my number one is jarvis landry versus miami yep. revenge game gone wild almost 150 yards receiving two touchdowns both touchdowns were in the red zone four straight games with touchdowns he's a stud he smashed yeah yeah, I got uh, I had Jarvis Landry as well. He's a 13th best wide receiver this year, which is weird. And we talked about him earlier. It's weird that Landry is the better receiver than Andrew Beckham. Um, my smashed is Zach Ertz. I had Zach Ertz, and he's had a couple of good games now. He's getting a lot of yardage. Um, yeah, he's got for the last three games – He's gotten almost 100 yards in each of them, so 103, 94, 91. He's gotten two touchdowns in the last three. Uh, he's been the clear wider, like the number one target for Carson Wentz. So, uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah, the number one target is Zach Ertz and the popcorn guy in the stands. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, certainly glad to see Ertz become relevant again. It was a little dicey there for a while. My yeah. next smash player, this is a little bit of a layup, but Leonard Fournette versus Tennessee. Tennessee is an it's an average run defense, but he absolutely destroyed them, and he was the offense. Um, just that involvement, you know, they said they were going to get him the ball more, give him more opportunities, 
And they did. You know, this was a rare occasion where what the coach said lined up with what they did. So, Leonard Fournette, congratulations, man. You are a stud once again. There you go. My last smash player is Devin Singletary. So, we didn't put up the best numbers. All right. He got 106 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, so it was a little disappointing. Finishes like the 18th best running back this week. But the reason I put Smash is because he got 21 carries that game. He got 21 carries. He proved that he should be the starting running back. He should be given the opportunity over Frank Gore. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, And my last Smash player of the week is another layup, but DJ Moore versus New Orleans. This was his coming out party, if you will. Uh, we were expecting some some positive regression. He was getting so much involvement, so many yards. We knew he was going to have a blow-up game, and he finally had it against a good New Orleans defense. 126 yards, two touchdowns. Welcome to wide receiver Wundum. Uh, over to our crashed players of the week. I will start with my boy, DK Metcalf versus Philly. He only had 35 yards. That was disappointing. But it wasn't what he got; it's what he didn't get. He had a yeah, he dropped a 38-yard touchdown and dropped another long, roughly 40-yard uh, pass from Russ Wilson. If he makes both of those catches, you have a very different stat line, and he moves his way over to the smash section. Um, but he's a rookie; there is a learning curve. He's getting better every week. Still love that he's getting the opportunities he's been given. There you go. Well, if uh, you're bringing up your boy, I'll bring up my boy. Uh, As much as I hate to say this, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, Zarin crashed. Um, We weren't expecting a big game from him. I thought he was going to put up, you know, at least a point. But he didn't. Finished with zero yards, zero receptions. Just disappeared from existence. Yeah, yeah, he uh, did not do well. I also had Amari Cooper, uh, yeah. and I'm just going to say my new nickname for him is the Cooper Scooper. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Let's get uh, another one of yours. Okay, I got Derek Carr. Another guy I was very excited for um, this week. The Jets have a pretty good rushing defense, but they're – Passing defense is terrible. I thought that Derek Carr could have a field day. I thought that this was going to be a low-key barn burner. It was for the you know <laughs> for the Jets. They put up good numbers, but the Raiders only got three points. Derek Carr, 127 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, just not a game that I was expecting from him. So yeah, that was the most shocking game of the week. Um, I think my final crash player was Jacob Hollister versus Philly. Yeah. He had 22 yards, which was not great. Uh, The good news is he almost had a touchdown. He was wide open by himself in the end zone and Russell Wilson passed it to him and he just threw it over his head. It was, I've never seen Russell Wilson make that bad of a throw. So that's another good times. That's another good situation where he did have a bad week. However, optimistic. He easily could have had a touchdown and had a Ryan Griffin-esque week. So, Hollister, you crashed, but there's optimism. You will smash once more. Mm, There you go. Um, My last crash player is Darius Geis. Uh, He's still splitting time with Adrian Peterson. This is kind of like the Bills scenario. Just Geis, Adrian Peterson is great. I think he's too easy. He was great. I'm he saying was. He, 
he was great. Uh, I think that he should also, you know, step back, let Darius guys, let the better running back right now take over. Uh, Darius guys, 10 carries for only 32 yards against the terrible Lions defense. Redskins got the win, but no thanks to Darius guys. Well, Andrew, well said. Yeah. Uh, and that oh, fully wraps up our Week 12 Recap Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the Barely Athletic Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you. And we'd also sincerely appreciate it if you could please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. That is what motivates us to keep going. And gosh darn it, we like you all so much. Thank you.